Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air with Sherry Huber. Good afternoon, Sherry. Good afternoon, Michael. Sherry, it was a great email class. I loved it. The workshops it and was, fabulous. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great fun. Yeah. Big. Big. Very, very big. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Very vertical, as you were talking about. Not horizontal, very vertical. That, yes, absolutely vertical. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, my gosh, I think everything else kicks off again this coming Monday. Wow. Wow. I That's think. Exciting. Is this coming Monday the 21st? This coming Monday is the 21st. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Wow. Barely have time to catch our breath from one great event, and we're just launching <laughs> into the next one. Yes, we are very lucky, as I hear you say often. I know. Lucky to be having so much fun. My two favorite words, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I have announcements here. Great. Reflective Listening Buddies is one of our longest-lived and most popular programs for a reason. There is no other support quite like it for practicing presence, with participants required to show up for themselves and another every week for 30 minutes. A new quarter starts April 15th. Gosh, Michael, April 15th. I mean, isn't that crazy? I mean, I know it's a month from now, but gosh, how does this happen? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is conditioning talking you out of a commitment that you really want to keep? If so, and if you would like some support, sign up for the Keeping Commitments Buddy Program, which begins April 15th. Participants will be paired with a buddy for accountability and support during this kind and compassionate training. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Sherry, please press star six and then one to make gas show. And a conversation on one topic, please, in about five minutes would be great. Okay, Sherry, I think right, we're ready to you. go. Good. Welcome. Thank you, Michael. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? First caller, are you double muted? Yeah, it was. Thank you, Michael. Um, <laughs> hi, it's Renee. Sherry. Hey, Renee. Hi. Um, gosh, I just was trying to participate today mainly um, just because I haven't had a chance to call in. and um, But something did occur to me to talk about as I dialed in. So, uh-huh. That was good. Yeah. Just in the nick of time. So, just in the nick of time. On lifetime, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, and and that's so fascinating, isn't it? Because, um, you know, a voice in your head might have said, well, you know, you don't have anything to talk Well, but I just want to participate, so I'm going to call in, put myself in the queue, and then boom, there's what you want to talk about. 
Yeah, and so and it's related to that topic actually, letting life guide. And um mm-hmm. when it's um so what I've noticed is um there's like these uh you know, I go in and out of identification, right? So there's mm-hmm. As from a bigger picture, I get identified and then I do something or I come out of it, whether I do something or not, I, I, I get into the moment. Then I go back into identification and then I get out. And so it's like this, you know, constant fluctuations mm-hmm. or changes. And um, when I'm looking at following life's guidance, it's sort of hard to discern between when I'm identified and when I'm not. And... Um, and I, I have this saying where if I, you know, we don't know if we're identified or not. Right. So, um, but sometimes there'll be this life guidance to do this or, and then conditioning will get involved and start arguing about it or saying something like, well, that's just a duality or it'll go back and forth, you know? So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just looking at that sort of as a bigger stepping back away from it and going, this is interesting to look at, you know, um, in terms of this process that goes on. Well, and, and that's huge, isn't it? Because if, if, if I'm, if I'm right here with you, um, the way ego would mess with us about that is it's really important to be disidentified you know sometimes you're identified yeah. with ego because you disidentify and then you realize, oh my God, I was identified with ego and I had no idea. So it turns that into a thing, right? So right. now there's, you're identified with ego or you're not identified with ego, but that becomes even less important than the thing itself, right? So now you've got to know whether you're identified with ego or you're not, and then it means something and it's a big deal, and if you're not, then that's good. If you are, then that's bad. Right? And right. what I heard you getting yeah. to is, huh, <laughs> yeah. well, that whole thing is just really interesting. Right. Which because, is kind of a, the bigger yeah. disidentification, right? It's like there's the right. little... And then now you're, you're one step back from that. Right, right. Trying to, well, stepping back. I noticed as I was watching that process, the ability to step back from that one more step back, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's just so, you know, I, and what I'm coming to with it as I'm talking to you, even not even any time sooner than this, <laughs> uh, is, that all of it is just a conversation with conditioning. Yes. And that there's no really way to, um, the word that comes up is protect myself from life guidance Mm -hmm. or something like that, like, or plan for it or control it or, you know, something like that. I don't know. Yes. You're just in the moment doing what life's guiding you to do, and you're not going to know before or after. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's the the big disidentification, isn't it? Because you're no longer somebody 
invested, you're not an ego invested in getting it right. Invested in knowing. Right, right. Or being the right person or... That's, yes. Preventing so what you're something doing, bad from happening. Or, yeah. That's right. So you're, you're, you've moved into a position of really trusting life. Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Yes. So if if you if you don't see something, you'll find out. If you in quotes make a mistake, you'll you'll see it. Mm-hmm. You'll learn mm-hmm. something, right? So you're not you're not uh, gripped by ego's anxiety mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. could be the wrong person, and so it just mm-hmm. becomes interesting. And what's more interesting than being the right person, not making a mistake, protecting yourself, getting in trouble, all of that. What's more interesting than all those ego issues, right, is just your relationship with life. Mm. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. It's what you're describing. Yeah, it's what you're describing. You're... You're more interested in the process, and you can be so interested in the process because your relationship with life is more solid than your relationship with ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just saw that. I think another piece of it. So when you're interested in life, everything else is falling away. You're not focused on it. That's right. It's That's not right. part of your world, really, because you're not. You're just interested in the relationship with life, period. But yes, and what you just described is you're actually alive. Mm-hmm. You're, you're actually living life rather than kind of being sidelined by ego in a constant anxiety about am I doing it right, am I doing it wrong, am I going to get in trouble, is this a mistake, How did, right. is, am I going to, yeah, that's not Which living. is the normal way. I'm, I am, right? or the default way. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's how we're. That's what happens to us when we're conditioned to believe that that relationship with ego is is life. And when we get right. to this place that you're describing, yeah. we realize that's not life. That's not, that's not life. I'm just right. living in my head right. in a conversation with ego. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not alive. Now you're alive. Now now you're yeah. here for it. Oh, what's what's happening now? Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, this mm-hmm. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, I'm on to it now. Just keep practicing doing it. <laughs> Just keep having a good time. Keep having yeah. fun. Yeah, and keep and Renee, fun. that's really it. I mean, when when we get to that place of trusting life, when we lose mm-hmm. interest in trying to please ego. And we're really interested in a relationship with life, then it's relaxing. And what begins to happen in that relaxation is that the things that used to bother us and trouble us and that we scrunch up our brow and worry about and all of that, it just falls away. You don't have to change yeah. yourself or fix yourself to get rid of it. It just falls away, right? You're just not interested yeah. in it anymore. Right, it sort of it becomes effortless to do that. Yep. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yep. 
As we like to say, good on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I don't want to give the impression that I'm not identified with ego much either. It's something that's just coming up. Oh, right go now. ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead and give that impression. Claim it. Yeah. Own it. Yeah, no, no, none of that uh, ego self-consciousness of, well, but right. yeah, but okay, yeah, but who cares? This is where yeah. I'm living. If I if I get tripped up, I'll see it. Okay, I'll learn something. I'll, yeah, that's good. But I'm not going to worry about it. Right. I choose right. Well, life. And, and it's, yeah, and that's life too, because that's the process we're going through. So. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank Great. you, Renee. Thank you. Take care. You too. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Renee. Sherry, I really appreciated that step back perspective of not getting pulled into the conversation and the uh, noodling that I know yeah. really well. <laughs> yes. That again, at a certain point, we really were convinced was life. Yes. And then we yeah. we we start seeing it for what it is. God, it's just noodling. I don't want. I don't want to noodle. Mm-hmm. Sun's shining. Yeah. Exactly. Sky's blue. I, that's, that's where I want to be focused. Mm-hmm. Birds are singing. Yes. Birds are singing, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, this is Helga in Charleston. Hi, Helga. Hey, Helga. Hello. What's going on? Oh. <laughs> uh, um, well, um, you know, I'll say, I mean, I, I didn't have a chance during the email class, uh, to call in and, you know, it was really, um, it was really a great experience, you know, and, and this whole thing about Hitler, I mean, it's like so close, I don't know, to my heart, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's something that's been in my life for a very long time, you know, I think I might have mentioned, yeah. you know, my father was a Nazi and a uh, you know, till the day he died, he, his biggest regret was that Hitler didn't win the war. And I grew up with that. Mm. So, um, mm. you know, but one thing that um, I remembered during the email class that I wanted to share was that uh, this is uh, a number of years ago. Uh, they made a movie um, about the last few weeks in the bunker uh, in uh, Berlin with uh, Hitler and what happened. Um, it's mm. called The Bunker, and it's a fabulous movie. Uh, but I remember there was like this huge uh, outcry in Germany about the fact that they um, portrayed Hitler as a human being and not a monster. And there was so much mm. upset about that. And I thought that was really interesting, you know, when I thought about it, because, you know, it's you know, in portraying somebody as this, like, non-human, monstrous uh, being, uh, you know, you can, you can, you know, create this huge distance. It's like this uh, 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 anomaly, you know. Yes, and, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, and it yeah. occurred to me that that is, you know, it's like that is how we deal with these things. It's like, you know, it's like they, they are like, they are the other, and they're like so far away 
from mm-hmm. reality that, you know, they're not human. And people got so upset about, you know, that he was, you know, he was just a human being in the movie. Um, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to share that. I thought well, uh, well yeah. it's, so, it's so important, though. It, it's so important because you're right. That's how we handle it. He, he, he's, he was not like us. We're not like that. He's right. a monster. We're not mm-hmm. monsters. So we don't have to look at how we are doing the same thing in our lives because mm-hmm. we have, we have what, what awful is, we know what that is, and we are not that, and so we're fine. And mm-hmm. and so when we look at something like that, you know, I, I mean, I understand, I understand why the Germans are so upset about that, uh, because we we want some distance from this. But how did he get your father to follow him? How did exactly. he get all those people to go along with him? Exactly. Well, yeah. and then we look at our own country, uh, and and uh, in in fact, this is just you and me. I'm not I'm not in the business of selling books here, but. Um, I'm reading a book now called Cast, C-A-S-T-E, uh, uh-huh. and and the section that I'm in right now is how uh, the it, right at the beginning of the Third Reich, uh, they were trying to come up with a, a, how to do it, how to do what they wanted to do, and they looked to the U.S. because we had all of the laws in place to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. We, we were the playbook for Nazi Germany. Huh. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, huh. and, and, and in fact, there were, there were actually kind of the, the creators of what was going on in Germany who thought the laws in the United States went too far, that, that it wasn't that that wasn't really necessary, that you could accomplish what you wanted to accomplish without going that far. Okay, that we have the, the absolute farthest out there, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, uh, system of, of doing to people uh, what was done in Nazi Germany um, here, and we've had it since the very beginning of our country. And one of the things that fascinated them so much was how could we in the United States, how could they, of course, because they're in Germany, how could they be doing what they're doing and have such a sterling reputation? Which is an mm. interesting question. Yeah. Mm. And mm. so, uh, you know, we, we, we don't like to face, we don't like to face these things about ourselves. Mm. So mm. I, I understand exactly why they were so so upset. You're saying we could all yeah. be like that? And, yeah, yeah, I, and, I, yeah, I do understand. That, that is too, what we're saying. It was, so, it was just so telling, you know, because I yeah. think that was the first time uh, that I know of, you know, where they, they really, um, you know, portrayed him, you know, you know, all these different parts of him and facets of him. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and, and yeah, and then people just, you know, did not want that. <laughs> so. Right. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're relating this to the email class because that's exactly what we all 
um, come up against, right? They're, they're these extremes on one end or the other. I've always said, you know, um, people will project the worst of themselves onto Hitler and the best of themselves onto a Mother Teresa. Um, and then that's the extreme. That, those are the extremes. I'm not either of those extremes. So I'm somewhere in the middle, and I actually don't need to scrutinize myself. I don't, mm. I don't really need to examine my behavior. I mean, I might have self-hating voices uh, beating me up, but I don't actually have to scrutinize what's going on with me because I know where I land in the, uh, on the continuum. Mm. Not mm. that good, not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and um, um, this this is also. I mean, it's a long time ago. You know, it's like I I had a very 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 difficult relationship with my father. Um, you know, partially because of that, but, um, you know, I did, you know, it's like, I think I was in high school, I, I don't remember how it all came together, but at some point, you know, it's like, I realized that, you know, I mean, I didn't know what my, what kind of childhood my dad had or anything like that, but I realized that under, you know, particular circumstances, I could not say for certain that I wouldn't have ended up um, as a fanatical Nazi, you know, there's no way mm-hmm. I could know that. Mm-hmm. And that yes. was kind of shocking because, you know, it's like up to that point I had like, you know, it's like I hated my dad. I hated everything that he stood for and I was just the total opposite. But, you know, it's like, yeah, I was not that different. <laughs> it, well, exactly. And, and that's one of those things we have to face, right? Uh, I hated my dad. Yeah, and that dad. was horrible because I really hated that man. So... <laughs> yeah, yes. And I hated him. I, I thought he probably should have been killed. He was a, an awful person. He's, he's, a, he's a Hitler wannabe. Uh, and so I, I failed to notice all of the things that I'm thinking and saying inside of myself. And if I didn't have the label of I'm the good right person uh, who is who is thinking all these horrible judgmental things and wishing mm. uh, ill even on another human being, but I'm a, mm. I'm a good person. And so mm. I don't have mm. to notice that it's exactly the same process. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So thank you. Thank Thank you. Yeah, it's a it's a lot to come to terms with. Next time we'll have to talk about how you did with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and equally equally difficult <laughs> pill to swallow for most of us, right? Sometimes more so. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Helga. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Helga. And Sherry, we're going to break for good news update now, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. All right.
Okay, Jen, I'm turning it over to you for a good news update. Great. Thank you, Michael. And good afternoon. Welcome to Good News Updates. I'm pleased to be joined by Megan, <coughs> excuse me, who is here to speak with us about her experience of participating in that very email class we've been talking about. Welcome, Megan. Hi, Jen. Can you hear me okay? Hey. I can hear you perfectly. Yep. Great. So we, it needs little introduction, I think, <laughs> since Michael and Sherry and the callers have so far been talking eloquently about the email class. So perhaps you could tell us about your experience of participating. Yeah. Um, well, I think, and I'm getting this impression <laughs> from the callers and Michael and everybody, but it felt a little like being thrown into the deep end um, mm. and happily finding out I could swim. <laughs> Oh, God, that's, that's so huge right there, Megan, isn't it? It's that uh, Michael used the vertical image, right? So it's very mm -hmm. vertical. So the deep end is a perfect image of that. So feeling like you were thrown in a deep end, but finding out that you can swim, that you're adequate to it. Wow. Yeah, and I think a big part of finding that out was this, a, a theme that kept coming up, which is um, just keep going. Like, Yes, the resistance was mighty, and every assignment there was a, you know, ego had a fit. Um, I mean, it had me looking up words in the dictionary because apparently I couldn't understand the assignments. Um, it uh -huh. had me, you know, um, this doesn't seem like then. <laughs> um, mm. It had me, like there were just so many different flavors of like a really different mm. level of resistance than, than I've typically had in practice. And each time, you know, you just that little bit of courage to just keep moving. Okay, I'll just try it. Like, maybe you're right, but I'm, you know, I'm just going to give it a try. And it was like the clouds would part and the sun was there and, oh. Wow. And that, that process that you just described is quintessential then, isn't it? In that sense mm -hmm. of, so here's the assignment. You, there's all the resistance that happens. But instead of believing the resistance and going along with it, no matter how real or true it seems, you go right ahead and keep going and have your own direct experience of it. it by the end, it got to the point where, like, it was still loud, the resistance, and it was just so short, mm -hmm. right? It was just like, right. oh, yeah. <laughs> it, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Right, because the voices are in a tough spot at that point, right? Because they've realized, okay, she's not going to be stopped. She's going to keep going. And so if they do their whole, bring out their whole game, they're in trouble because the whole thing is seen in that light. And then as you say, the clouds part, you completely see it for what it is. You're there in the clarity. Yeah, and, and you realize you're adequate to all of it. You can swim. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so there were so many like ahas along the way. Um, and one that's coming up right now is, is the week that we were looking at Buddha and Jesus and, and owning those projections and stepping into that. And what came up for me was, you know, along the lines of what would Jesus do? But instead it was how would Jesus be? So it was very immediate, like as I was going through my day, how would Jesus be? Um, and I'm, I'm not a Christian, but I have a very, like, clear projection of mm. <laughs> Jesus's, I guess, internal processes. It turns out I do, because mm. I could step right into that. <laughs> um, 
uh-huh. and it was amazing. It was amazing. So in other words, going around in your day, it would drop in for you in actual everyday situations. Well, how would Jesus be? And then, as you say, to your surprise, it was right there. You had access to that projection. How would Jesus be? And then it sounds like you were able to practice that. Yep. Being that. Hmm. Wow. Yep. And at least in my projection, Jesus would not be tied in knots about outcomes, for example. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so much, the, very much along the lines of that first conversation, right, that Sherry and Renee were having, that that sense of not, not being tied in knots, not being concerned about things, not being, you know, the is it right, is it wrong, is it good, is it bad, but rather that relaxation of just, being Mm. and being able to access that process through your projection of, well, how would Jesus be? Mm. Yeah, and not um, trading this moment for another. I think that's another one coming Mm. up right now, just like Mm -hmm. fully fully embodied in this moment. Um, and that's another thing. I don't even know how this, how the class did this exactly, <laughs> but I was finding for like the first time I was finding myself as more and more of an embodied witness, if that makes sense. So like mm-hmm. often I, I will kind of witness or watch from a place of like spaciousness and, and almost space from what's going on which is wonderful. Mm. I love that. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. being, um, you know, fully centered and then being able to witness. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it was this kind of new experience of I'm in this, like I'm feeling it. I'm, there's no space. Mm-hmm. And I'm oh, yeah. like, like really fully oh, yeah. there. Hmm. That, that is so big. It sounds to me, Megan, like you're describing this. I've heard Sherry talk about that as maybe the most helpful place in practice of that front row seat. Because as you say, there are those places where we're completely stepped back, right? And there's that real, that spaciousness, that distance, you know, not concerned. And then there's that place where you've got the front row seat, like whatever it is that's going Mm -hmm. on, you're in it. It's right Mm -hmm. there. You know, maybe you're having the body sensations or the whatever it is, but you're right there and you're completely aware of it. You're completely aware of every piece of it. That is so helpful, isn't it? It is. It is. And and like I was both, I was both the incarnation and mm. and and not. You know, I don't mm. know. Mm. This is where mm. words get kind of tricky. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But so you were both, it felt like you were both the incarnation and not, and that, that through the um, process of the class that you really got to experience that in a way that you haven't before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the assignments just cleared the table. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Like, yeah. <laughs> we've been to this extreme. Yeah. We've been to that extreme. There's not, yeah. like, we can, we can play anywhere now. Um, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, yes. It was just amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, the assignments 
along with that mm. incredible willingness. And you used earlier the word courage because it does take courage, right, to go past that initial resistance, to not go with whatever form that initial resistance is taking, to stay there and to be willing to have your own experience. That really is the thing that opens up the assignment because, I mean, the assignment is great. But if the practitioner doesn't actually do the assignment, then there aren't the benefits. But what you're describing is getting to have the benefits of going through that resistance and actually having the experience that the assignment was laid out for. Yeah, I'm just I'm so grateful to get the chance to talk about it because it's like I go right back. <laughs> I go right back yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, which is so the power of both Sangha and recording and listening, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, we talk about that all the time. When, anytime we're on a radio show or wherever we're gathered as Sangha, we hear our own experience reflected. We remember what we know is true, and we use the recorder for that same process, that same remembering, taking us back to that place that we've experienced. And the recordings, my goodness, I, you know, I've got the folder <laughs> for, for yeah. a year long and I just listen to them again and again and um, gosh, what a gift. Yeah, truly. And it does, Sherry was just saying at the beginning of the show, you know, we're starting up on Monday, so how fun, right? <laughs> to, we're going to have a whole year to continue this exploration. So, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I can't believe it. I can't believe this is just the beginning. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, Megan, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon to talk about your experience. Yes, thank you, Jen. All right. Take good care. Good night. Gasho. Gasho. And Michael, we'll turn the show back over to you and Sherry. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Megan. And welcome back to Open Air, Sherry. And I really appreciated that reminder to keep going. Just keep going. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. I practice. This is what I do. <laughs> Resistance is there. Great. I practice. If it's not there, great. I practice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, my favorite, I, I, I don't know exactly if this is what she said, but that, <laughs> that awareness that Jesus doesn't get twisted over outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> that's just it, what a what a perfect thing to I mean that's just that's it right there isn't it it's like what it really or I don't think so being here is plenty right yeah. um, but that's that's such a a place where where we're conditioned to suffer you know, well, but if this, then what's going to happen, and what's going to happen if that, and well, what about that, and how, how do I, be, how do I, you know, and that, just that reminder that, yeah, actually when we're present, we don't have to go through that. Mm. It's all, yeah. all going to work. It's, it's, it's something is going to happen. We can console ourselves with that. Something will happen. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm. And one of my uh, one of my spiritual heroes, I was just I was just reading, said um, we have to keep reminding ourselves that we don't need anything, mm. which is always true. And in this mm. moment, do do I have everything I need? And the answer is always yes. 
Okay, then if I'm not going to worry about what's going to happen next and I've got everything I need right now, I'm a happy critter. Mm, that's a good one to remember. I have everything mm-hmm. I need. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is always true. I mean, people can check that out, right? <laughs> we yes. have to leave the moment to feel bad about the past or to uh, get into a twist about, uh, uh, about the future. Because right now, no, I'm fine. Right? Yeah, well, right now I'm fine. But what's going to happen if <laughs> we don't have to worry about that? Yeah, it reminds me that we are adequate to our lives. Maybe another way of saying yes. it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And how do we know that? Well, because it's my life. Yes. And I'm living it, and it's always been the case. I have no proof whatsoever that I have ever been uh, anything other than adequate to my life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fabulous. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, Michael. Hi, Sherry. It's Todd calling from uh, British Columbia. Hey, Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey. Um, so, <laughs> uh, um, I, I, I've been really watching the last couple of weeks how really big content um, really, really challenges practice and kind of some of the foundations of it. And, and this recent global conflict, you know, the Russia-Ukraine war, has really, I'm struggling with, or, or ego struggling probably, <laughs> with, with the foundational uh, premise of our practice that there's nothing wrong. Okay. I'm really struggling with that. Um, that... Uh, I mean, I've got enough practice to understand how the process of how that conflict could occur. Uh, I, 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 I get a great sense of the, the processes at work, basically egocentric competition, self-hate. Um, but the, the thing I'm, or the, the areas I'm struggling with is, is um, and I think you were just talking about it, is um, I'm really pulled into um, what's next. Like this, this um, I think the content is the global fear of, of uh, nuclear annihilation. That's where I'm going to with it all, is that um, we're going to be pushed to the brink of destroying the Earth in totality. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to a place of this hopelessness, despair, overwhelm, um, and I'm just looking for some encouragement and guidance to, to process um, the enormity of it and all the condition that goes with it, which I'm really looking at of, of being a, a Western conditioned from Canada. Uh, the, I, I, part of this, you know, there's a whole... Um, uh, I, I, I can really see this whole nationalistic way I've been raised as a very privileged white person, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and in relationship to um, uh, the global leaders and, and West versus East and good versus bad. And just, um, I'm seeing, I guess I'm noticing the real dualities at play that cause a lot of suffering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that ability that we have, again, that has uh, been referred to earlier, um, to, to take specific content and 
and look at that as if it's uh, the fact that it's different content means uh-huh. the process is different. Right. So uh, it's it's you know if we I don't know if I were going to uh, break that down for myself. So um, someday uh, I, I suspect I'm going to die. Now this is one of those places where. I can't be sure about that, Todd, because it's never happened to me. But <laughs> right. I'm pretty okay. sure that that's yeah. going to happen, right? Yeah. And, and so uh, what difference does it make to me? Wh- what's going on? Well, there's a certain consolation in knowing that even though I die, the world goes on, mm. which is kind of odd if you think about it because well what do I care I'm not going to be here and yet yeah our identity is wrapped up in that in such a way that um, you know an individual dying under well it depends now again right Uh, uh, if they get shot on the street or in their house because they're being robbed or whatever um, that's one thing you know we're kind of used to that (laughs) <laughs> uh, but not soldiers coming in and doing that. That's yeah. Yeah. that's different somehow. Yes. Yeah. You're right. It's different than being bombed by cruise missiles being fired a thousand miles away. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, if we are doing it, or if the people that we are. Uh, uh, in league with are doing it and mm-hmm. doing it for a good reason mm-hmm. which usually has to do with making me safer then it's okay right I mean yeah. it's not okay it's not okay but right. we're not going to get into the same twist <laughs> about <laughs> it uh, that we do under circumstances like these so it, to me, it's all just really fascinating to see how conditioning has created these boxes or these lines around various things, mm-hmm. um, and at what point it, it becomes personal. Because, you know, as I'm fond of <laughs> pointing out regularly, people are killing each other all over the planet all the time. Yeah. Some, sometimes with guns, sometimes with bombs, sometimes just starving them to death or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what, whatever. So that's yeah. not really a problem for us. I mean, it yeah. is, Todd, because we're such nice, sensitive people. But, you know, it, it's not, it doesn't really affect our lives, right? It yeah. may be a moment or so of, oh, my God, the, oh. and then we go on to the next thing, right? But something like this is really big, and and it it gets personal because we know that that uh, there are people whose behaviors we do not trust at all have the ability to blow up us and the entire mm-hmm. planet along with us. Yes. Right. And so that's a whole level of uh, anxiety yeah. that's there because not because it's any different but because it's so big mm. and it's really hard to overlook things of that magnitude. 
Mm, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so interesting as you laid that out. What dropped in is there's, you're right, there's, there's um, you're right, people are killing each other over the planet. There's all these little conflicts everywhere that, that don't feel so much at my doorstep. But now that this one, it feels so much more at my doorstep for, for whatever reasons, because it seems like the mainstream media in, in my country seems to be much more involved than, let's say, the little conflict in Syria or the little thing in Afghanistan or even, you know, when I was just, just you know, even. And so, yeah, you're right. It, it's true. It, it, I, I do feel more personally involved in this conflict than I've ever felt before. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, these conflicts have been going on since the beginning, since humans have been on the planet, I'm sure. Because mm-hmm. that process of fear, that process of fear that ego creates and that sense of having to make one feel safe at the expense of another is the, at the root, I believe, of what causes humans to kill each other. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. That's projection, but... Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that we're, we're getting, Todd, it, it, with practice and as was just said, with the, especially with this latest uh, email class, yeah. is that there's nobody on this, the face of this earth or ever has been that we are not. Uh, we, can, yeah. mm-hmm. right, we can try to pretend that that's not the case, um, yeah. but in our heart of hearts, we know that it's true. Uh, uh, that thing again, if circumstances were slightly different, yeah. um, then what, 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 what might, what might happen? And it, so it, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but that joke um, that Stephen Levine, I think that's how he pronounced his name. He's a spiritual teacher a few decades ago, and uh, he he would tell tell this story to people, you know that. Uh, uh, Jesus and God are walking around heaven and they're having this conversation about humanity. And it's like, mm-hmm. what, what, it, what, what are we going to, what is it going to take? What, mm-hmm. what is it going to take for people to wake up? Mm-hmm. And Jesus slaps himself on the forehead and says, nuclear holocaust. Oh, I missed that, sure. Can you repeat that? Can you repeat that? Yeah. N- nuclear holocaust. Oh, that, nuclear holocaust. Oh, yeah. Oh. That that would that, be something that might make people wake up. Oh, okay. I was just, uh, yeah, I was just writing on this, uh, working on my blog today. And, oh, I love uh, the blogs, by the way. Thank you for the blogs. Sorry to interrupt, but oh, I love the blogs. yeah, you're welcome. I'm just, I'm just on uh, the edge of my seat when they come out, so thank you. Oh, well, this one isn't quite as, this one has a slightly <laughs> different tone, but it's very much what we're talking about. Oh, okay. Um, you know, you know, it's the, well, I mean, on a process level, because what, what I'm talking about is these articles that I've been reading lately um, mm-hmm. ab- about the planet, right? Mm-hmm. And what, what, what? <laughs> this is what we've got to do, kids. This mm-hmm. is what we have to do if we're yeah. going to save the planet. Right. And, and one of the things that uh, everybody talks about is we have to stop flying, it's probably the single most destructive oh. thing to the planet, apparently, aside from uh, wow. eating meat. Um, yeah. and, right. 
and so we know this. We know this, especially people like us. We know this. Now, lots of the population doesn't know this, but a lot of the population doesn't know about the uh, Ukraine-Russia um, deal either, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but we know this, but it's such a, it's so hard because there, there's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to travel. I want to see my family. I want to visit these other places. I want to. Mm-hmm. Well, we're killing the planet. I know, but oh, right. right. And yeah. so there's that. We're killing the planet. <laughs> and then yeah. there's the big kaboom. Uh, <laughs> that could the planet survive that? Depends, yeah. I guess, on how many of them and where they land. And yeah. so that place that that we get to, especially if we're practicing awareness, where uh-huh. nothing is quite as, those, those lines around everything get really mushy. You know, the, if things keep oozing out of their tidy little boxes. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not right. so clear and simple to just say, that's right, that's wrong, we need to make them do the right thing and stop them from doing the wrong thing, and then we can all just relax and enjoy our life. Just go back to doing what we want to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely what I've seen. There's, a, there's far more complexities to everything. It's very, very difficult to make things simplistic and, and, and super clear. Yeah. And I, I, I had a sense that flying was probably not healthy for the planet, but the way you described it is what I can totally see. I mean, even in the U.S. alone, there's, when pre-COVID, 10,000 flights a day in the U.S. alone, 10,000 flights a day. 10,000. 10,000. That's what they report a day. That's just domestic. That's not even international. That's domestic. That's people just wanting to move around the U.S. Now, put it globally, uh, you could probably double that. That's right. So, well, that's very great. Well, I I appreciate um, you practice so deeply that it assists me to... Uh, you know, uh, navigate through these areas of uh, con- big content. Um, yeah, well, and the, the thing, uh, Todd, that to me is, is the most important thing for us to take away uh, from, from any of these kinds of conversations or our moment-by-moment mm-hmm. moment living mm-hmm. is that all we've got is compassion. Yeah. All we've yeah. got is loving kindness. Yeah. The world could end tomorrow. Right. Um, or tonight. Mm. <laughs> uh, and all we've got, right, yeah. all we've got is the uh, amount of compassion in our hearts for yeah. ourselves, for yeah. the struggle that it is for us, for, for, for everything that lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so not to lose sight of that because otherwise it yeah. is devastating. It is yeah. overwhelming. We, it is. we will just go into a, a frightened, depressed place yeah. And and that's we do we don't want to do that. We want to choose no. love. We'll choose love, love and compassion. Yeah, well, thank you, thank Putin, you. Who really right. needs it? He who needs yeah. it most. Who uh, needs it most right now? So, thank you so much, Sherry. More than me and thee. Yeah. 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 Thank well, thank you, you. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Todd. That was another big conversation, Sherry. We do have some big conversations, don't we? We do. My goodness. I think it's because life is so very big. And the more you pay attention, the more you realize how really big it is. Yes, yes. And uh, I love what you said, that 
really compassion is all we have. Love is all we have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It 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 really is. I mean, there much of the world would say how simplistic that is, uh, and it, I guess it is. It's it is simple. It's really difficult. And mm. anybody who's tried applying love to every life situation will attest. And yet, it really is all we've got. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And we have time for one more caller here, Sherry. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Pasha from San Francisco. Hey, Pasha. Well, hello, Pasha. I feel like uh, we just talked uh, yesterday. Yeah. And, um, and I feel uh, so grateful for staying so close, connected to Sangha, to participate in every practice offering, reflective listening, you know, text check-in, email class, and um, and also um, locally what's happening in the city where going for this uh, meditation walk uh, and raising uh, funds to send food to a war zone. And, um, and, and that's what we talked uh, last time. And what I see uh, is in email class, there's a, there's a huge uh, distance from being in conditioned mind wrapped up into a drama of the war and sides and, you know, who's right, who's wrong and why all this happened and how, you know, should have, could have, would have. Uh, and coming back to we are um, that, or I don't know how that translates, we are people, we are alive. We are, uh, we are, like I was trying to explain war to my son, you know, and, and he says, uh, Papa, but people are killing people. And um, I reminded him the previous conversation we had about, um, like, whether eating meat or not eating meat. You know, people are killing animals, but here we can make a choice and not participate in it. And the same choice we are making in a war, we are not um, at least participating in a war, killing people or encouraging people to kill people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so there, there is a there is a huge distance from being in conditioned mind and just stepping back into. Um, into the place of um, love and compassion, however difficult um, that place is and how hard is it to be there and witness everything that's going on. To witness all that pain, all that suffering, and and not follow ego into hatred. 
because that's that's what happens to just about everybody. Yeah. Because yeah. it is. It's so. It's so mm. painful. It's so hard to yeah. see. It's so so hard to know those things and not just want it to stop. Just yeah. Yeah. Kill all the bad people yeah. and make it stop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and I see how the ego is trying to uh, drain me of energy by, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hating hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I get into the hating hate, I, I am giving my energy into that hate. Yeah. And... Um, and also uh, going with the illusion of I can solve it. I can make them stop. If I can right. find the... Uh, I can figure this you know, out. I can, yeah, I can figure it out. And, and I've seen uh, myself, you know, uh, spending few days and nights, you know, making calls and, and, and like trying to talk to people or convince them, realizing, okay, that's just another eager trick. Uh, to get me sucked in into unsolvable uh, circle. Um, I can't even convince people who are like already convinced. They are n- not even uh, ready to receive. No, but yeah. uh, what I, I find is when we talk on a, on a simple level, you know, how are you uh, living through this? You know, what is going on with you? And I find people are easier to connect. So uh, when, when we are not like going into politics and, and which side, I find um, people are people. And when I reach out to them on that level, we, we, we're all people, you know, and... Um, it becomes uh, simpler. Um, we cannot solve everything, but uh, here's what we do. What can we do? We can we can connect. We can talk. We can stay connected. I I I've been uh, connected with uh, with the Trump supporters, you know, and understand um, where they are coming from when when we when the, that uh, drama was uh, unfolding. Now there is another uh, drama, but it's the same, um, the same process of like some yeah. swirling drama uh, to get me out of here into solving it, where I can stay back and connecting with people who are me. It doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter what anybody's reason is for doing or not doing anything. It, it doesn't, that's, that's not where you want to connect, right? You want to connect to hearts, yes. not to minds. Yes, yes. I've, I've, I've tried um, connecting to minds. It's a, it's a um, failed attempt. But yeah. connecting yeah. to hearts is, is simpler. And, and here's um, mm-hmm. 
heartbreaking um, video of like connecting to heart when um, police force in, in Kiev, the canine unit uh, brought their dogs to the kindergarten who are like sheltering uh, from the bombs and let the kids play with the dogs. And, and the dogs don't know there is a war. They still run after the stick and happy to see kids and play with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, God, we've all got to get there, don't we, Pasha? That, that's, that's where we all want to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. And also... Out of, um, out of the head mm-hmm. and into the heart and choosing love. Yes, yes, and and, um, and you spoke uh, about um, uh, Putin or Hitler. Uh, how how can we uh, uh, be there in a place of compassion? There is uh, somebody shared the video of a Putin uh, interview saying, "Well, sometimes I feel like I'm turning into a function." Everyone addressing me as a president and as as uh, as my role, but I wanna go uh, play soccer. I wanna go fishing. I wanna go talk to people. So th- there is, uh, you know, that that human is also going through that um, yeah. through that war in him. Yeah. That that's yeah. that's a challenge, and now not only function like. Now uh, uh, he's going to be in the function of being the tyrant of the world. So uh, we can understand uh, how uh, must be hard and isolating that be, you know, to live in a in a palace and and only fed one-sided information to isolate. Uh, and we all experience isolation in in the COVID and what how eager can use that to create my little uh, world of suffering and prison where I know everything and I have full control. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I wish the whole world, I wish we would all get together and, and send, uh, send him love letters. Mm. <laughs> Let's, let's all let's all stop and and let's let's just get mm. back to caring about one another. Mm. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for uh, being here and caring for uh, all uh, of us and one another here. Yeah, because this is where this is the only place that we can really uh, have that experience, isn't it? Yes. In our own yes. hearts and connecting with connecting with uh, everybody that we can in that same heart way, and yes. you know, maybe that'll maybe that will um, mm. send, bring bring a little more. Of uh, of what we hope for in the world, and what so many people hope for in the world, you know, the number of people yeah. who want war compared to the number of people who want peace and calm and 
love and caring. I think it, it, the former is very small and the latter is very large. So we have to put our energy toward that, toward, toward the world that we want, how we want the world to be. We have, that's what we aspire to, to be that. Yeah. All right. Will you take care of yourself? Keep him out of the war zone, okay? All right. Thank you. That's all. Tasha. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Tasha. And uh, another big conversation, Sherry, to end our show tonight. Yeah. Yeah. What a time, huh? What a time it is. And may we, assuming things get back to what we would call something like normal, it's hard to picture, but say if it ever does, we still don't want to forget how high the stakes really are, whether, whether we're aware of it at the time or not, and how the choice that we make is still the choice that is the important choice to make. Mm. Even though yeah. it doesn't, doesn't seem, the world doesn't even seem to need our love, but we need to love. Yes, yes, yeah, the choice for love. All right. Thank you, Sherry. Thank, Thank you, you, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. Good night. Good night.